another friggin' episode. Wow, we are consistent. My name is AJ. And I'm Bill. And welcome to AMP Sports Media, the podcast. Ooh, we got we we got a lot to kind of catch up on, especially after yeah. <laughs> last week. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think all Philly is, is still recovered from it. But no, 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 not. We'll we'll get to that in a second. Um, Bill, I think you have some interesting tidbits for us. Yeah, we're gonna start off today with today's events in sports history. Um, we're actually gonna go all the way back to 1905 for February 15th of. 1905 we have the first race at oaklawn park and the only reason why that's big to me is because i'm a big horse racing gambling addict so that was cool to see otherwise we're going to jump very far ahead uh to 1978 1978 leon spinks beats muhammad ali in 15 for a heavyweight boxing title and then after that we're skipping even farther down the rabbit hole of history where we get to something that i had to delve into a little deeper in 1996, NFL coaching maestro Bill Belichick is fired by Cleveland, finishing his Browns coaching career with a record of 36 and 44. Guess where he goes after that? Where, Bill? To the fucking Pats. Yeah, I mean, we beat him. I don't care. Um, moving that is on. True. Yeah, we did. Uh, beyond that, that was really about it um, when it comes to history. A few other just Olympic events going on along those lines. But, yeah, that's our today's events in sports history. Beyond that, as I spoke about last week, we did have UFC 284 happen, Islam Machev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. So I'm going to just go over the main event that happened, or the main card. I'm not going to focus on the early prelims or, um, or prelim card. There was a nice knockout on the prelim card, so I will at least uh, give that to... Clydeson Rodriguez knocking out Shannon Ross in the first round in 59 seconds. Very well done. But that's the only little bit of prelim that I'm going to give. As I love to bet on the main card, we wanted to see how I did, and I went terribly. My whole betting weekend was god-awful. Except for eSports. We didn't really talk about eSports, but I bet on them for, uh, you know, shits and giggles. Just uh, because I had an extra couple dollars, and I won on a five-leg parlay out of nowhere. There's your bread and butter, Bill. There's yeah, it's your, LCS. Uh, it's your, all about it, betting on LCS. I'll be doing that gym. all next week. So, just going through the main card real quick. We have the first fight was a light heavyweight fight. Jimmy Crute versus Alonzo Minefield. This one I was hyping up because I figured uh, when I originally was making this bet, Alonzo Minefield could win by knockout because Jimmy Crute wasn't looking so hot. And I was almost right. Um... Throughout the whole, well, first round and second round, Alonzo Minefield was literally throwing bombs at Jimmy Crute to where he was getting stunned, he was getting knocked down. It was not looking good. The problem was, instead of, you know, trying to finish him, he would um, Alonzo would uh, post him up on the cage and, you know, uh, pre- put pressure on him instead of trying to, you know, knock him the fuck out like I needed him to. <laughs> so what happened, though, I believe it was in the second, if not it was the third round, it was the second round, I'm sorry. Um, Alonzo was on the cage because of Jimmy Crute's wrestling, which was very good. It was actually doing a lot against him, tiring out Alonzo, to, so he couldn't knock him out. Um, Alonzo grabs the cage, which is a big no. The ref instantly saw it, stopped the fight for a second, deducted a point, and the fight continued. Because of that, and neither of them could finish each other, the fight went to a majority draw. 
Because of that, that fucked up my whole parlay. But it doesn't ruin it. Just a note for your sports betting um, guide. If a fight ends in a draw, it just gets removed from your parlay. Doesn't It affects your odds, but it doesn't ruin the ticket. Interesting. Okay. Second fight, we have the heavyweight bout, Justin Taffa versus Parker Porter. This was really easy to explain. Parker went forward. Taffa threw a cross. Parker went down. End of the fight. One minute and six seconds. That's it. It was beautiful, classic. Justin Taffa kind of looks like Mark Hunt. He acted like Mark Hunt. Punched him, walked off, called it a day. Nice. Yeah, that was good. So the next, and I had him for both, so I was happy with that. So I thought everything was going well. Then the next fight, this was the one I knew would make or break me, and it broke me. Jack Della Maddalena versus Randy Brown. I knew they were both very good. I know Jack is an incredible fighter. Incredible boxer. Uh, I wanted to see how he would turn out. But I had to go with the odds and go with Randy Brown um, just to see how that would go. Um, at first, I thought Randy Brown was using his reach really well, keeping him um, distance. Everything was going fine. And then Jack said, fuck it, I'm going to get close to you, and just pummeled him, knocked him down, got onto him, and submitted him in round one at two minutes and 13 seconds. So after that, all of my parlays for UFC have failed. <laughs> Next one we have uh, is the co-main. This one I was really hyped about. Yair Rodriguez versus Josh Emmett. Uh, featherweight bout. Keep in mind, as I said last week, this fight is going to be whoever Alexander Volkanovsky fights when he's done his uh, fight with Islam. So this is for the champ- championship belt in featherweight to be the interim champ. So this, the way this goes, um, it was back and forth from, um, from what I saw, and Josh Emmett was throwing cinder blocks at him, at Yair Rodriguez, just pure power strikes. They looked like they were doing some damage. He, Yair Rodriguez even says at one point, too, that he didn't remember anything after the first round because he got hit so hard. Wow. Yeah, there's CTE there somewhere. Yeah. Um, however, though, that does not deter him because his body went into autopilot mode, kept fighting, threw a nice flying knee at him, and got Emmett to the ground, got him into a triangle, and that was it. Yair Rodriguez is now the current interim featherweight champion of, uh, of the featherweights for UFC. And lastly, we have the main event, um, lightweight main event, Islam Machev versus Alexander Volkanovsky, and... My God, this was a very good fight. Um, five full-blown rounds of them going back and forth. A lot of uh, striking, a lot of wrestling. One thing that a lot of people were suggesting that Islam would take Alex down and, you know, strangle him out real quickly. That did not happen. Alex held his own. He got taken down, yes, but he never was in a, a submission attempt. He wasn't really beaten up on the ground. Alex kept his cool and got up and continued moving forward and striking. However, Islam, though, overall, was the superior striker, was the superior fighter, getting the takedowns, doing everything that he had to do, and overall got the majority decision um, after five rounds and defended his lightweight belt. And God bless him because that is a hell of an achievement to defend against the number one pound-for-pound um, champion of the UFC, Alexander Volkanovsky. 
I mean, that is already great on your resume. So good for you, Islam. Can't wait to see whoever you fight next. I'm assuming it's going to be whoever uh, we has to fight next in the lightweight area. I'm assuming it's going to be Benelli Darnoush. I'm hoping that fight happens because they're both excellent wrestlers too. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Okay, so that's a recap from last week's UFC 284. And now we also have, because UFC is going to be having fights every week all the way up until March 18th, there is a, another fight card this weekend. It's a fight night, so you can get uh, catch that on ESPN Plus on Saturday, February 18th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is Jessica Andre versus Aaron Blanchfield. Um, that's the main event. Just to note, some any anyone else on the main card? There's actually two fights on the main card that I'm noting as well. Beyond the last one with Jessica Andre, Jim Miller versus Alexander Hernandez. Both are lightweights. They're great fighters overall. Jim has has basically been in the UFC for years. Great to watch. Alexander is also great to watch. Lots of good fights. Overall, I think that would be just a great fight to watch overall. I am not going to be doing many bets on this one just because I won't be able to recap them later due to the next episode. We're going to be focusing on something a little different. Secondly, we have the, a light heavyweight belt bout, um, from William Knight and Marcin Pacino. William Knight has been an enigma for me because the man is a like five foot six stocky, like over like buff dude. If he hits you with something, you die. However, he he can't use it right because he gets gassed out so fast, it's not worth. But we'll see how Marson does against him. He may actually piece him up. If not, if William hits him once, he's dead. So we'll see how that goes. And then lastly, we're just going to go right to the main event because I actually want to bring up Jessica Andre again and Aaron Blanchfield. So Jessica Andre was actually on... I think it was the third episode when we were going back over another event. She just recently fought Lauren Murphy. Lauren Murphy was the basically just a human punching bag for three rounds. It was horrific. Mm. Uh, Jessica Andre showed her striking to absolute peak performance and just unfortunately had somebody that was just getting their ass handed to her. Um, Aaron Blanchfield, actually, very good fighter, very good wrestler. Not dissing her whatsoever. She actually just beat uh, somebody that was on the rise. Her name is Molly McCann, a.k.a. Molly Meatball McCann, one of friends of Patty Pimblett. So oh. when you see them two together, you usually know they're on the rise. Yeah. Aaron decided to hold everything up on her. Um, so overall, it's been good for Aaron. This is actually a big jump in competition because Jessica is number three mm-hmm. and Aaron is number ten. But... We'll see how it goes. I have a feeling, though, Jessica is just a little bit a couple leagues above her because when it comes to, like, the top three of the women's flyweight division, it gets, like, the skill gap is huge. Yeah. But we'll see what happens with Jessica. But that's all I got for UFC. All righty. Sweet. Um, this hurts so much. Uh, we're, we're, we're talking about it now. Yeah, this I hurts wanna. so much. I don't want to. We got to. I hate it. I, w- I will say this is one of the most entertaining Super Bowls I've ever watched. Yes, and I watched it on a plane, and I still enjoyed it. <laughs> I, that, that's that's, that's something I never actually asked. How was the plane? Was anyone, like, freaking out on there? Like, was no, there actually. So, just a note, as we said last week, too, I was flying home during this time. So, I actually spent $8 on United Wi-Fi to watch the game. It was a little buggy, but 
whatever. There was a couple Eagles fans on there. Um, anyone that was watching, they basically had their iPad, laptop, cell phone in my case. Nobody was cheering, but nobody, um, not like yelling, cheering, but it was the silent, like, yes. Yeah. Like, you could hear it here or there. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. The one thing I didn't mention to you, which I got a good kick out of, and I don't know if it was on purpose, when we were boarding, there's two gates, um, our gate and then the gate next to us. Mm-hmm. Gate where we were at, obviously, is going to Philadelphia. The gate next to us was going to Kansas City. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? So we have all these Chiefs fans over there in Colorado, you know, doing that. And speaking of which, beforehand, which I forgot all about, as I was skiing and, you know, loving my time in Colorado with the winter and everything, somebody's running around or skiing down the mountain with the Chiefs flag going, wee, having fun, yelling, go Chiefs. As I blur right by them yelling, go birds, <laughs> screaming it at them. And I'm like, we're going to win. That, that, is, that, is but, some, that is something that I kind of want to bring up, though, because mm-hmm. throughout this whole week and even at the end, the Chiefs fans and majority of their team, have been astoundingly respectful in regards. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And they might now be my my new second, my favorite. Second no, team. I still hate them for beating us. I hate them for beating us, but like I'm also at, at being in sports, being a, an athletic competitor. Like when when you fight your ass off and you see that you know the the person on the other side respects your game and like it just goes, hey, listen, very good game. You guys fought your butts off. And just hearing all of their like just the comments and stuff. Huge respect, mm-hmm. and even the the Chiefs fans have always like throughout all the Eagles people that were there, because there was seventy three thousand fans in attendance. Yeah, sixty three percent of that was Eagles fans, and Arizona did not burn shockingly. And all throughout the week, it was just constantly like all Eagles fans like I want to talk crap, but these guys are like genuinely nice. I can't yeah. do it. So it, props to the Kansas City Chiefs for for put, putting up a fight and, and uh. Pulling through the end, um, yeah. the I know that the main thing that everyone keeps talking about is that holding call. Yeah, it was it was BS at at that point in the game. You're letting them play throughout like literally the whole game, yeah. and it's such a ticky tack call on that where it was an uncatchable catch, and you make that play. Mm-hmm. It's not even the fact that like that ruined our chances. It was more that. Throughout this whole game, it was like back, forth, back, forth, yeah. back, forth. And you ruined any chance of us getting to see like that last minute drive to see like if they could pull it off, that huge suspense. Even if they didn't pull it off, you now neglected everyone from getting that. Yeah, it went down to from potentially having maybe less than a minute on the clock for us to fight back to one play. And yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it was very, even watching it on the plane. Like, I watched it just to see how it would finish out, but I was like, this is going to be so anticlimactic. It's yeah. not worth it. Like, any football game that ends like that is just not fun. No. It's not at all. Because the first three or four and a half quarters, like, you know, going through it all until the end, like the last couple minutes, once that play hit, I knew it was over. Everyone but, did. But we were just like, why end it like that? Yeah. And I mean, like, because – and. So the NFL put out like kind of like one of those like games where like they have a whole bunch of audio from everyone and, and you get to kind of see like what was happening on the field and stuff and yeah. they paused it on the hold so you could see where he was held but not even joking two pixels above that you saw a Chiefs uh player having like a, uh, a hand yeah. in the face of Josh Sweat so it's like it's like either call both or don't call, call it at all. all I mean that what 
that ultimately was not our downfall. There no. was plenty of other scenarios. Quez dropping a pass that yes. necessarily could have gotten us up 14. Uh, yes. Um, Hurts losing the ball, even though that was a face mask. It wasn't. It, it wasn't? wasn't? Yeah, really? So they show the other side, and it was his hands right there, but it wasn't a face uh, mask. Yeah. Okay. So that was purely on I saw Hertz. the only other photo of them. That, like, if he didn't do that, I think that game's complexion completely changes. I you agree. You kind of felt the momentum shift yeah. a little bit, and then it was, like, neck and neck. Yep. Um, but it was it was a hard-fought game. But my, my biggest annoyance, and if we started this podcast at the beginning of the season, you would have heard me say it every single week, even yeah. on good weeks. Gannon was terrible. Yes. Defensive coordinator. He never adjusted. Nope. Never. Consistently. And something that made us where the, the Jags took uh, hold of this part where. So what happens is whenever they do uh, a jet sweep, the Jags kind of took this upon themselves. And I know a lot of people have pointed it out, but when the when the Eagles necessarily they see a, a, a jet sweep. Um, which means that the QB motions, the wide receiver, the wide receiver goes across the line, and it makes you kind of necessarily see as a zone, as a man coverage, whatever it is. A lot of teams do that to kind of mess up the defense because if it's man, the person has to one run straight across, and there's a whole there's a whole lot of intricacies to that. But what the Eagles would do is that whenever they would uh, send a man in motion, they would push the the CB would kind of give the signal. The safety would follow, and then the cornerback would become the safety. So Darius Slay, in that instance, sees the man going on a motion, mm-hmm. signals to uh, C.J. Garner-Johnson, the safety, that that's happening. And then they would he would move over to go compensate for that uh, wide receiver in motion, yeah. and now Slay's the safety. Okay. So now what happened is they, they ran the play. They wanted to do, like, a regular thing to see, like, if it worked, and it did. Yeah. Like, they did the exact same thing, and that was the two touchdowns that they were wide open. Yes. was because he signaled it, and as soon as they signaled, the man in motion that was going across would stop and start running, and he'd be wide open. Mm-hmm. And that's that's an adjustment that was never made all year. Yeah. It happens once, and I get it, but it happened twice where they were wide open. And it's not even just that, like, so... Gannon actually, um, I got this from uh, Brendan Degg. He's he's uh, someone I follow on Twitter. He's an NFL news editor, and he's a big uh, Eagles fan. Uh, does a lot of gambling, too. I highly recommend looking him up. But... Yeah, use him for more experience than me. <laughs> yeah. But, so he, he has a stat. Gannon versus good QBs in nine games. So that's Dak Prescott three times, Mahomes twice, Brady twice, Carr and Herbert, because we've had him for two years. Right. The QBs are... Uh, 240 completions, so 297 passing attempts. That's 81% completion percentage and 29 touchdowns against good QBs. Hmm. He, uh, he definitely had the, the attitude to be in Philly, but when it came to that, he was a huge defensive mind. And when we, get, when we got him, we were all excited. Yeah. But he has shown for two years straight, we are lucky that we have good like players on the defense because like he is not a good coordinator, and he's gone now. So I was gonna say, yeah, he's leaving. I'm actually, I know a lot of people are kind of worried about that. I'm not. Nope, not at all. But uh, yeah, the 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 Chiefs took something because the Jags did it, almost the exact same play, and the Chiefs did it to perfection. And I mean, Andy Reid just played around Jonathan Gannon. He he 
outplayed him. He was playing chess while Ganon was playing checkers. And I was we... going to say backgammon. <laughs> yeah. You know, the... Jonathan Ganon was playing tic-tac-toe. Yes. <laughs> um, but it, it, all in all, it wasn't like – it wasn't that it was a brutal way to go because, like, realistically, that game, like, it was so fun to watch. It was. It was very suspenseful. It was. And – Jalen Hurts played out of his mind. He was the, the highest-rated player on the field. Was he? Yeah, which showed something. I think it was like a 92.2 rating. Um, only behind one person in all of history. Can you guess who that person is? Brady? Nope. Is it Foles? Good old Nick Foles. God damn 92. it. 92.9. <laughs> so, it Hurts absolutely played out of his mind, and even Mahomes and a whole bunch of other people were saying it. So, it's good to see that for the Eagles fan base, they have their guy. They we now know that they have their guy. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it is confirmed. Like he needs to be extended, whatever you can. Oh yeah, keep and him. just keep building around him. And I think that the the core skeleton of the Eagles are good. And I think that as long as they have Mahomes, Chiefs are going to be a dynasty. And it's well, Mahomes and Reed, I should say specifically. Yeah. Um, but after the game, even though I said most of the Chiefs players and everything. We're extremely respectful. Um, kind of showed really great sportsmanship, and even the Eagles took it on the chin. They were like, "Listen, like you could say anything about the 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 way the field was, or or what we were looking at, but like it was ultimately our downfall. They played better than us." Which both teams were really good with it. Yeah. Juju Smith Schuster, uh, good old Juju, decided to uh, talk a little smack, and uh, I'm actually gonna pull up the tweet. Because it was like a Valentine's Day card. He put us to it on Valentine's Day. Um, he, <laughs> it, it, to, to be completely honest, it was necessarily kind of a, it was a good tweet. It, I, I can't deny it. It was, it was definitely a good tweet. Um, so here's Juju Smith-Schuster. And it's a Valentine's Day card. Yeah. And it goes, <laughs> I'll hold you when it matters most. And it's James Bradbury. That's which, funny, actually. <laughs> that is That is kind of funny, but like. My dude, you are you are a role player at best at this point. You're supposed to be wide receiver one, and you've put up wide receiver five numbers. Relax. Yeah. But so he roasted Bradbury, who Bradbury at this point was like, "Yeah, I held like I, that. That's on me." Yada yada. He he's he's very like he is not going to like make this a whole thing about the rest or whatever. A lot of people came to his rescue. A.J. Brown had this whole thing about, like, saying, hey, congratulations to you, but, like, you weren't the reason they won. Like, know your place, whatever. Yeah. Um, Juju had some words back, but the whole league kind of went after Juju. I know Tyreek Hill yeah. stepped up and said, wow, that's that's lame. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is true, but I saw one where it was Antonio Brown made a tweet. Um, and the cool thing is, too, Micah Parsons. Really? Micah Parsons? Micah Parsons stepped up and defended him. So that's kind of letting a lot of Eagles fans to be like, I've seen enough bringing Micah Parsons because he showed respect to Lane Johnson and everything. Is um, Micah Parsons available? No. no. I I, 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 if, if he does, like, that'll be a, it, the dumbest thing the Cowboys ever do. I was going to say, yeah, I don't think he, I don't think that's going to happen. But, but that has a lot of Eagles fans doing it. But True. It was funny to see how Juju tried to troll one person, and then the whole league kind of just, just said, nah, on. you yeah. can't do that. But, uh, yeah, and after the Super Bowl, Eagles actually lost a few key people. So that was yep. – uh, one was Jonathan Gannon. Yep. 
defensive coordinator. He's now the uh, head coach for the Cardinals. See ya. I'm happy about that. But what I'm actually kind of worried about is uh, Shane Steichen. Yeah. The offensive coordinator is now gone. He is the head coach of the Colts. He made that offense so friggin' good. Like, he was, he was a big part of why the offense was really good. Yeah. Just like Frank Frank was a big part of the offense of the 29, uh, 2017 team. Um, he's probably going to be the bigger one to, re- to replace. Um, I know Sirian is a, a big loyalty guy, and he was like, so he was actually quoted, he was like, it, it'll be hard to find a defensive coordinator that can adjust, like, make adjustments at halftime, correct adjustments, and all. everyone's like, eh. Nah, I think that's possible. But Shane Steichen, um, he actually, during his uh, acceptance speech, kind of a little teary-eyed, he named everyone on the offense. Like he, hmm. he was like AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Zach Pascal, Quez, um, like everyone. He was yeah. like, it's like you're the reason I'm here. Thank you. And I thought that was like a huge, like, show of his character and show of the culture that the Eagles have. Um, so it just kind of seeing how everything is. I genuinely do believe that there will be a rematch in the Super Bowl with the Chiefs and, and the Eagles. I think that both teams are in a trajectory right now where. They're, they're looking pretty good. I, I fully agree with that. I think a new head, though, for def- um, defensive coordinator would be good overall. Yeah. I think we need something somebody that can adjust at halftime yeah. or even during a quarter when they note. they got to be able to notice something. They yeah. can't just keep running the same stuff because watching the Super Bowl, seeing people get wide open yeah. was rough. And it was all year. Like, constantly, it was yeah. just like, Gannon's scheme is not Third working. Third and 30. Oh, my God. I know. Bro, I'm already hurting. Don't bring that I up. I know. Um, there, but moving on, because now we are in off-season phase. Yes. And obviously, the, we talked about the coaching positions. There is a huge push to make sure that, obviously, Jalen Hurts gets his contract. And I think that'll be Absolutely. Done. I actually think that Hurts will get paid a good amount, but enough where he wants other players around him. So he'll get his bag, but he's also going to make sure that it doesn't hinder the team. Right. Um, I think that uh, another big push, too, is that they want to get C.J. Garner-Johnson on under contract. That's a huge thing in the in the org. And okay. we, I, I 100% think that is our second priority after Hurts. 100%. He is exactly what Philly, like, needs as a safety position. He, he has, like, just that, that gravitas. Like, he's, he's exactly what – Philly is and what we need to keep him in. So I hope we, we sign him for a long because he's jumped yeah. too. Yes. Um, Quez Watkins probably gone. I can say it. Yeah. I think that he, and he, he, I mean, to his credit, he took, he took ownership. He's like, this year I've taken a step back because like we, we thought, especially from last season, like we thought he would make this huge jump. He yeah. showed a little bit in, in the beginning of the season, but every single opportunity was squandered at like yeah. in, in that big, that big play where, Hurts had a guy in his face, threw him a dime yeah, down the field. Yeah, it, it went through his hands. And he, he just kind of stopped and jumped, and it hit his hands, too, yeah. and it went through. Like, just just keep running. Like, that's all you have. Yeah. Like, it, it makes – it doesn't make sense to it me. I don't, I don't think he really trusts his hands as much as he should because he's – he has the ability. Yeah. He's taking a step back, and as much as I would like to give him another year, this is supposed to be the year. He didn't really show it, so – I, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he's gone. I believe um, it. Something that is definitely going to hurt me when this happens, I don't think Sanders is back. 
I don't think Sanders is back. And have we heard anything about Kelsey, whether or not he's going to retire? No. Uh, so th- there's been a few like he's he's not going back. He is going back. Yeah. Just watching everything. I think that I still think he's he's on the side of he wants to run it back. Yeah. I think obviously we'll have to see, he'll have to see who the offseason people are. Um, like who who comes back, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. But I, I I think that he comes back for another year to run it back with the same squad. Yes, yeah. majority of the offense is coming back, so that is who it is. Um, but but we'll have to see on that. I think really it's just a matter of time. Like, yeah, he might one day just wake up and be like, yeah, I'm done. That was exact. Like I might have lost, but my mom, yeah. who he, uh, there were so many videos. I don't know. It was them. adorable. It was it was it was, it was absolutely so adorable. If only my parents loved me that much. <laughs> Well, I mean, maybe if you made multi-million dollars and also gave them grand grandbabies, they might. You're gonna get one of them, and it ain't the money or the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was so cool to see Travis and Kelsey both like just experiencing this, and then seeing how they both like were like as soon as like Travis won, Kelsey, uh, Jason lost, like that split second of like, Mom, I'm so happy you enjoyed this week. Like yeah. it was so awesome to like see you do this. That was so amazing, but. Maybe, yeah, maybe, like, he, he gets to that point, and even though he lost, like, that was, like, such a special moment for his whole entire family. He'd probably be like, that's kind of where I want to end it. So, yeah. we'll, we'll see. He does have a ring already, too. You've already exactly. He's already achieved the highest that you can get exactly. in but, the NFL. But he's statistically been the best center in the league. Yeah. So, like, he might want to run it back. Yeah, he I could. W- I wouldn't be surprised. Um. So, yeah, I think Quez and Sanders are gone. It would. I'd love Sanders so much. But oh, absolutely. It is what it is. Um. And another thing on, on the NFL front, um, I, before we get into that, actually, I want to talk a little bit more about, so so there's been proposed games, I think, I don't know if it's proposed, it might be confirmed too, for the 2023 games. Oh, I had that pulled up just in case. Yeah. Um, for the home games, which I w- I'm really excited, outside of the obvious NFC East. Yes. Um, you got the Cardinals, the 49ers, the Bills, Dolphins, and Vikings. That sounds so fun. Yeah. That would be a revenge game. Against Gannon. Imagine if they put up, like, <laughs> 38 points against they him. They should, yes. Uh, 49ers, run it back. That'll, yeah. That'll be that'll That's be actually, that'll be the real game. Because we didn't, unfortunately, we didn't get to see it in NFC Championship. Exactly. We had injured Purdy. Yeah. And and it, the 49ers, as much as they want to whine and complain, like. I mean, what like, are you going to do? Exactly. Unfortunately, all of they're your still, QB. They're still whining. That sucks. They got kicked out. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they got injured. Honestly, that game is going to be fantastic to watch. It'll be so fun. I'm not going to see it live because the only live San Francisco game I went to, they lost, so I'm not following that. <laughs> um, the Bills. That's going to be fun. Ima- the tailgate. Yeah, I know. Oh, Can my God. we actually God. tailgate this year? Yes. What do you mean, actually? We tailgated like three times. We need to tailgate more. Um, that's going to be such a fun game. Yes. The Dolphins. Dolphins, we have our own little personal rivalry with our friend. So, Austin, yes, we better be going to this game. We'll, go, we'll be. I have a feeling this year, twenty twenty three, we'll try to get more tickets. Yeah, but um, the Vikings will be a good one to go to because last year we watched them just stomp them. Oh my god, that was fantastic. That was so fun. And then we have our uh, our road games, which is a little bit easier than the the home games. We have the Rams, Seahawks, Patriots, Jets, Bucks, and Chiefs. I'm happy about the Chiefs part. Yeah, no, that'll be good to go back to. Have but, a full-blown game. Hopefully we destroy them. Yeah, that, uh, that, 
I don't think it, hopefully, but I think that'll be a fun thing. Oh, I, I agree. Especially in a way game at Kansas City. But, uh, and w- one last thing that I wanted to talk about too in the NFL is that there's been this growing, um, there's been this growing consensus that the Falcons might be the most aggressive people to go after Lamar. Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson. Okay. I think that'd be really cool. Um, what do you think about Derek Carr? I was about to bring that up. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr has been released. He's, full, yeah, he's, he's fully, fully released. released. Um, I don't know where he goes. I you can go to the Texans. They're not. They're rebuilding. They probably wouldn't. They probably wouldn't take him. No. Carolina, he shouldn't go to the He's... Jets. I know our one friend is a Jets fan. That's the only logical thing. Or it might maybe uh, Green Bay. I could see Green Bay, depending what happens with um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, I think, goes to the Raiders. Imagine that yeah. team: Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs. Like it, it, they, they have the setup for Rodgers to make a push. Yeah. The only thing is, though, I know he was uh, Derek Carr was supposed to be traded to the Saints. Yeah. But I think he wanted to be released. He still has the option to go there too. Yeah. He may still go there. I think it was more of a Derek Carr was annoyed with how the Raiders were uh, coaching and everything was. Like it, the it was the uh, the executives That's and everything meant, yeah. that like it was the whole org that he was annoyed with. Yeah. So. so even though he was you know offered to go to the Saints and he said no and then he got his free agency, he could go afterwards and be like, I'm going on my own terms now. See ya. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So that's pretty much. That I, I feel like that's going to wrap up the NFL for us for for a little for bit. For a while, yeah. We'll have trade updates and everything along those lines, but, yeah, but we won't get that until like maybe like. Yeah, we got a while for that, so but that's the end of football. Yeah, that's, that's going to suck. Unless we really want to talk about the USFL. We could, actually, because I'm actually intrigued. Philly has the team. Do we have a team? Philly has a team. Oh, shit. So we might, actually, we might actually hit that a little bit. Yeah, why not? Because did you hear about this, too? They have the extra point. Yeah, the three different ways yeah. to score an extra point. Well, so, so I think I don't know if it was the XFL or the USFL. No, it's USFL. Um, But they, well, so they had an agreement with the NFL. That they would help them like with funding because I know that a lot of the oh. other teams, like the other expansive NFL like yeah. leagues, kind of fell through because a lot of like of the funding yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, so the NFL like would agree to help out with funding, but like they would be the test dummies for like new rules and stuff like that. I mean, that makes sense. I have a feeling that's probably with the USFL, yeah. just because they're trying. I think that three different types of conversions that you can make are pretty cool. So yeah. just to explain it. Um, you have your regular extra point. I think it's on the 10-yard line, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's around that. Yeah. Then you have a two-point conversion, which is, I believe, on, like, the two-yard line. It's on the two. Yeah. Finally, you can go for fucking three mm-hmm. on the 10-yard line, from the 10-yard line to make a play. Yeah. Um. Honestly, that's pretty lit, in a way, because if you're down by nine, it gives you a very good chance to yeah. fight back. Or gives you a chance to win. And I like it. It, yeah. gives, it gives more variation to the game. Yeah, it does. Imagine you're down by six already, and you're like, fuck it. We got to go for at least a field goal, the like, ultimate defense. Yeah. It works. Um, And all, so the other two rules that I, I was I was watching them on mm-hmm. is that they also have two forward passes behind the line of scrimmage. Really? So now you don't have to, for them, you don't have to throw behind, and yeah. then you could throw forward. You can literally, like, take your step back, throw to a wide receiver that's a little bit in front of you. Yeah. That's fine. And then the wide receiver can now make a throw, too. Oh. So you get two forward passes, which I don't necessarily know if I like that yet. I, I, that 
it definitely makes more variation in the game planning and like the plays. But I don't know how I like that because the defense is already at a major disadvantage with a lot of the penalties, and now you're making it significantly harder to play defense. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm I was trying to think of somebody like kind of like a flea flicker, but not you know backwards like you know you yeah. throw it forward to somebody and then they just quick toss. Yeah, you can essentially do like a wide receiver screen yeah. to them and then they throw it all the way across. So there, there's a lot of cool things that a lot of smarter people will definitely come up with. Yeah, smarter And then people. my favorite, because they do this in college, it is the the over, or the um, what is it, the overtime rules where mm. it's just straight up go at each other within like, um, I, th- I don't know if it's a 20 yard line, um, but so it's like, um, it's kind of like PKs. So yeah. each team gets three shots, best uh-huh. of three. Um, you score, like, it's no field goal. You score mm-hmm. or you don't. Um, so you pretty much either you score a touchdown or you don't. And if it's still tied within those three tries, it's sudden death. It's whoever, whoever, whoever makes it. Whoever makes it, whoever it in first. Yeah. Well, and not whoever makes it at first. Like, say, say the, uh, the, obviously, recency bias. The Chiefs go in front of us, and then it's the Eagles. Um, Chiefs go, and now it's sudden death. Chiefs miss. Or Chiefs make it, we still get a, a chance to. to okay, so you get the one chance. Yeah. So I really like that. I wanted the uh, the NFL to incorporate that because like new the the, the overtime rules are just not fun. No. Because yeah, like I get until it. recently, which they were doing in playoffs, which never got implemented because like no one really hit yeah. that overtime. Um, it was whoever won the coin toss, you're you're winning. Yeah. Like, good luck. Here you go. The other team doesn't get a shot. So. Um, I'm really intrigued by it. I, I I know the USFL starts, I think, in a few months. It starts. I'm actually pulling it up. The first game is in April. Yeah, a few months. Did you know New Jersey has a team? New Jersey has a team? New Jersey has a team. The New Jersey Generals. Ew. So let me just go. Yeah, I got it. It's probably North Jersey. Probably. So let me just run through these things real quick. The, the teams, just because we're up on it now. The Birmingham Stallions. Ooh. We Alabama got a freaking professional team now. Good for them. <laughs> Houston Gamblers. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> Our, I may have to root for them unironically. <laughs> Memphis Showboats. So Memphis even got a team. Go Tennessee. Okay. Wait, real quick. Tell me the Houston Gamblers, their logo's a horse. I will let you know. Hang on. Okay. Survey says, Houston Gamblers, No. It is a letter G with the Texas symbol, uh, Texas State, imprinted in the middle with a little star. Huge, huge uh, horse racing. Uh, they could have did that. Anyway, back to the teams. Um, Michigan Panthers. Okay, just somewhere in Michigan. Okay. Got it. Um, New, New Jersey Generals. I'll see where in a second. New Orleans Breakers. Oh. That's actually a good name. I like that. The Philadelphia Stars. Yep. I respect. The Pittsburgh Maulers. I kind of like that's that. a good name, yeah. That, that's a dope name. And then the Tampa Bay Bandits. That just seems like a little league team name. It does. It, it really, really does. does. But I just want to see where in New Jersey they are. Yeah, because the the Philly team, I believe their their colors are like orange and red. So, uh, hang on, I'll let, they don't even have jersey colors or anything up on the. Well, because this, this is the second year for the USFL, so yeah, I'm, I'm basing it off of. And they had a huge. I, I what I thought they did with the commercials for the USFL was fantastic. Their marketing did a really good job. Yeah. Is that they just showed highlights. Yep. And oh, that literally made me want to watch it. Yeah, no, I think it'll be good to watch in the off season. Just something different. Um, 
let me just pull up where is the New Jersey Generals? Where are they located? Oh wow, they're first. Actually, they're nine and one from last season. Good for them. The New Jersey Generals? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> let's see how let's see the standings. Let's see the standings. Uh Generals. Uh, so there's only a north and south division. That's it. Yeah, there's not, uh, teams. not there's only eight teams. Just a note, where are the stars? Okay. So New Jersey was number one, Philadelphia was number two. Wow. Um, but the record difference is oh my god, the records are insane. Yeah. New Jersey Generals, nine and one. Philadelphia Stars, six and four. Panthers, two and eight. The Pittsburgh Maulers are one and nine. Ooh. They suck. Ooh. Then the Stallions are nine and one. Breakers are six and four. Bandits are four and six. Gamblers are three and seven. Just like my winning record. <laughs> uh, I I am now intrigued. You know what? I might look at. I might. Actually I, go I'm to interested. I want to know where they play. It's probably North. I I have a very good feeling it's North Jersey. That or if they're like XFL, where they're only playing in one area. Oh, makes sense. It is Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, that's what I thought. They're all just playing in Alabama. Only playing in Alabama. So, I, you know what? I got that confused with the XFL. I thought XFL was the only one playing in one location. Mm-hmm. It's actually the USFL, and they're only playing in Birmingham, Alabama. Interesting. I have no reason to go to Alabama except for now to go watch the New Jersey <laughs> Generals play the Philadelphia Stars. You you can wear your Jersey Generals or wear the Philadelphia Stars. Fair enough. Um. So, yeah, that, that'll be pretty much it for NFL for a while until USFL starts. But MLB is, is, is ramping up. Pitchers and catchers actually uh, went into they, – they got the uh, the call. So, they're, they're going to be there this week. So, baseball is going to start starting up. And my – I am so excited for this. So, so, so excited for this. The World Baseball Classic is back this year. And it starts in March. It starts in March. I am so ex- – you have no idea. Last time – I watched the World Baseball Classic. It was uh, pretty sure USA won, and, like, those games were nuts, were absolutely nuts. And I know that this year's uh, USA team is crazy, too. We got good old JT Romito as catcher. We got Mike Trout in the outfield. We would have had, uh, had Bryce Harper in the outfield, too, but he's still, he's still hurting a little bit. Um, so I'm, I'm extremely excited about that. So was, we'll, we'll actually get back to – to the World Baseball Classic, because Bill actually pulled up something that it it is it it, horrifying. So was gritty, but it matches so well. It it looks like a fucking red dick. Well, it's the blob, sir. You you put respect on. I his will name. put respect on the blob. All right. So just to explain what I just or while AJ was going through baseball, I decided to look and see if there was. Um, Philadelphia Stars merch, just because I was curious how this would go. <laughs> I'm so buying this. And honestly, some of their stuff is pretty good. Actually, some of their gear, not that bad. Not yeah. going to lie. Um, no jerseys, though, whatsoever. But they decided to do, like, all this other stuff. Oh, no, they have jerseys, actually. That's not a bad jersey. Um, it is red and orange, like you said. Yeah. And yep. that's not bad. That no. ain't bad. I'm curious um, what New Jersey's Nice are. little star on the side. I'm going to pull them up in a second. Okay. But, um, but we, need- we found the mascot. For the U, um, for the Philadelphia Stars, it looks like a dumbed down version of Gritty. It looks like if Gritty, it looks like Gritty was shaved, shaved yeah. and then sunburned yeah. with two little horns. 
I I I love it so what much. What the f- I love it. I remember I, now reminds me the first time when Gritty was shown to the whole public, all of Philly was like, This is disgusting, and Gritty literally just flipped us the finger and we were like, We love you. Yes. So it's giving me the same vibes. I actually will buy that shirt. I am. Oh, that that makes me even more excited for the season. Yeah. Now I'm gonna be looking at the generals real quick because you go. We have to notice it. Alrighty. They're also red. Okay. They're also red. They're also red. Um. Really, it's just a five star general symbol, but that's about it. No mascot that I see so far. Oh, they're messing up. They have holiday sweatshirts too, like ugly sweaters. Uh, All the teams do. That was a great marketing move right there. I now have to type this in, USFL mascots. I have to know. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, my God. What? No. These are terrible. Oh, God, that's even worse. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so let me just go through this. And unfortunately, I don't. I wish I had photos to show you guys, but please look this up. We can actually just post it to our Twitter. We need to. Yeah. You at, I'm sorry. The New Orleans Breakers, their mascot's name is Dave the Wave. The man looks like a bull thing of toothpaste. Look at that. What the absolute <laughs> hell is that, dude? What is that? So we'll post it on Twitter, yes. But basically, Dave the Wave has like hair that's white and blue looking like Colgate toothpaste. It really does. Oh my God. That is amazing. Then, Oh God, these are getting worse. The Michigan Panthers. You want to know what the fucking mascot's name is? No. Pablo. Mm -hmm. That's it. Pablo the Panther. There you go. Pablo looks like a shitty Five Nights at Freddy's. Pablo looks like what you would go to Five Below expecting to paint (laughs) Penn State Tiger, and you got that Tiger instead. You're right. Oh, God, it gets worse. No, no, that's what the name is pretty dumb, but that's fine. The Tampa Bay Bandits. The Bayside Bandit. It's just a a white dude with a bandana. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Let me see this idea. He looks like a shitty hamburger. He he. <laughs> he looks like he's gonna steal uh, your fucking beer. Oh, oh wait, it gets worse. Oh god, we're back to five below. God damn these names. I don't I don't know if like it's hard making a mascot, but like, call the dude that made gritty. Let's go for real. Anyway, oh my god, the Birmingham Stallions. We got Stanley the Stallion. You know, Stanley. I give it the name, but the costume. Oh my god! It ain't good. That looks like our, that looks like Cherry Hill or Carusi's Mustang outfit that I, I wore. I was real excited school. for Stanley because it started all strong, but uh, I swear to God, they just copied uh, Houston copied Tampa Bay a little bit. Houston Gamblers. I mean, this name makes sense, but I don't like it. Ace. That's it. Ace, oh. and it's just a cowboy. But basically, though, if you put a bandana, which he already has around his yeah, neck, what? it's the same fucking guy. You could have gotten creative. You could have went like they New Orleans made style a casino. Or they like... could have put a, made him a poker chip. That would have been cool for him to be a car just running around in yeah. the car. Yeah, laughing around on a card. I'd be okay, okay. with that. The, oh, oh, God, this guy just looks creepy. Pittsburgh Maulers. We have Marty the Mauler. Marty the Mauler. Marty the Mauler. <laughs> And it just looks like 
He's a construction worker, which makes sense in the Steel City. Okay. And he's I actually, I, I actually, actually like Marty it. the Mower. No, Marty, yeah. actually, you know what, Marty? I give you credit. Good job, Marty. You, you, Pittsburgh, you did all right. I'm so excited. Uh, Philly. So excited. All right, next we got New Jersey. So we have for New Jersey, the name of it is General Jersey. That's it. Okay. And this, it's just a, it's a general. All righty. So that was General Jersey. And then, ah, uh, oh my God, it's even worse live. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I'm so excited. Oh, no. Ew. Wait a minute. We voted for this? I'm 100% positive that that would happen. Philadelphia voted for our name to be Blob. Yep. And here is the Philadelphia Blob. <laughs> <laughs> so Blob, quite literally as we described, is gritty, shaved, um, and then has two little horns that we couldn't see because, you know, he's wearing a helmet the whole time. <laughs> Decided to get sunburnt and... I guess this is his off-season job when the Flyers are done. Oh, my God. Oh, that God. is horrid. That's, that's my new favorite thing. I don't – hang on. Let me double check. I only watch the USFL for uh, yep. the Blob. And that is it. Yeah, no, we're done. We have Colgate versus the Blob at one point. Oh, my God. That's beautiful. That's... They they definitely need to work on – No, the Blob's perfect. No, Blob's don't, fine. Don't you ever say – Blob's fine. Honest to God, I'll remember the Blob more than the freaking Sixers uh, mascot. Exactly. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Exactly. They didn't even know who it is. <laughs> um, all right. Let's, let's back move, to baseball. Yeah, sorry let's, about that. Let's move on. That was a good tangent. That, that, that was just, fantastic. That I'm, I'm glad you looked that up. I'm sorry. I had to look it up. But like I was saying, the World Baseball Classic is back in March. Yes. And I'm so, so, so excited for it. It, it is top-tier baseball. So early on in the season, and I love it. I'm so excited for it. Um, and yeah, we have our good old JT Romuto from Philly being the catcher. He's a starting Whoa. catcher. Mike Trout is going to be a center. We have actually a pretty decent amount of like solid, solid talent for. I was going to say Mookie team. Betts is up there too. Yeah, well, uh, Bryce Harper was going to be where Mookie Betts was, but obviously he's he just got out of surgery. Yeah, so he wasn't able to make it, but I'm so excited for mm-hmm. it. Um, so we actually, moving into spring training, we do have some new MLB, uh, rule changes, which I'm, I'm curious about. I'm, I've always been a proponent of not getting rid of the shift, um, specifically for the fact that like, as a hitter, especially in a professional league setting, do your job and hit it the other way. You were taught this from almost like once you're out of T-ball, you're taught that, like, if the ball's on the outside or, like, wherever you have a man on first, try to drive him in, go the other way. If yeah. someone shifts on you, go the other way. It is, it is, it baffles my mind that you have all these hitters who, granted, like, yeah, one of the best things to do is, is to pull, not, not to pull the ball and hit bombs, but, like, yeah. if you can't do that, well, if, if you can't do that in that scenario and they shift on you, the easiest thing you do is, even at, I, I know Harper did this at one point. Punt the ball to third. Yeah. No one's there. You're going to be safe. Or even just hit it the other side. Like, yeah. That's, that's, so. We have, just as an example of this, too, we have a softball player. When we play softball yearly, go us, go Orange Slicers, um, we have our pitcher. He is our lefty, and he can normally drop bombs over into left field. Yeah. But they started shifting on him. So you know what he did? Started hitting it to right field. 
Yeah. Just so everyone would stop. It, it's the simplest thing to do, but but a lot of people complain about it. Yeah. So the new rule is at the time of the pitch is thrown, all four infielders are required to be on the infield dirt with two on each side of second base. Okay, so they can't move at all. Yeah, so you, you can kind of be right on second base. All right. A little bit, like, you got to be a little bit left to it. But got it. That's pretty much it. And, like, just, oh, it, it pains me as as the hitter in baseball. Like, that was my thing. All you have to do is hit the other side. Yeah. And you, you beat the ship. Um, but, yeah, it was a, there was a league-wide um, batting average was down to uh, 243, which is lowest it's been since 1968. Um, but, I mean, like, I, I just think that a lot of hitters are, are stubborn, and especially with the pitching getting significantly better. Yes. I don't think a lot of people were, were wanted to really work on kind of going the other way. They wanted to work on what got them there, which, you know, it that's a smart thing to do. But yeah. if they keep going after your Achilles heel, maybe it's time to start building that up too. Mm-hmm. Um, the the new rule too is uh, the pitch clock rule. So pitchers will have 15 seconds to throw a pitch with bases empty and 20 seconds with a runner on base. Hitters will need to be in the batter's box with eight seconds on the pitch clock. Now, this is a big thing because they're trying to make uh, games a lot quicker. I was going to say, that seems like a very reduced time from what it was. Yeah, for real. Because um, the average game in 2022 is three hours and four minutes, and they're, they're trying to get it down to like two and a half hours. So Honestly, I'm not mad at it. Um, just because not at, while you're at a game, it's not bad. Yeah. It's uh, because you know you're there to – you know when you're at a baseball game, you're expecting to be there for most of the day. Yeah. It's a long event. Yeah. We know that, too. But when you're at home, it is a little bit harder to keep focus for mm-hmm. that long. If the game especially is lopsided or it's not – not that it's not interesting, but it's like a pitcher's game. Yeah. Uh, it's harder to keep a person engaged. So having it move a little bit faster, people will probably want to watch it a little bit more. Yeah. I, I like this this change. Um, I'm curious how it's going to be, especially uh... – for the pitcher, I'm happy that they made a distinct difference that, like, if the bases are empty, you get 14. If there's man on base, you get more time. Because, mm-hmm. like, that really Yeah, does... that does make a difference because yeah. you do need to be able to make the decision with the uh, catcher it... if you're going to go for a pick. Because you do play a chess match, essentially, yes. with the, the runner on base. So I'm, I'm happy about that. Um, and also, there's pickoffs. So for the new uh, rule on pickoffs, uh, pickoffs are one version of a disengagement, which consists of any time the pitcher makes a pitch off attempt takes a pickoff, or simply steps off the rubber for any reason, as well as when the defense requests time. Pitchers are allowed two disengagements per plate appearance without penalty. So just trying to make sure that, like, you can't... Pick somebody off constantly? So you know how there's, like, the, the, a lot of times, like, for speedy people, they'll they'll come set and then pick off, like, five times? Yeah. They're trying to do that. So, so. it's down to only two. Yeah, so after a third step off, the pitcher will be charged balk unless at least one offensive player advances a base or an out is made on the ensuring play after the step off so if you so your third if you go for a third pickoff you better get him or it's a balk oh so if you like let's just say like just because i already said him earlier mookie bats way off after you like way off the first yeah he knows that you just did your two two but you could still go for him and if you get the out all good yeah but if not it's considered a balk and, and, yeah, and I and I like that specifically yeah. because like after the two and you can't throw over, they're stealing all the time. Exactly. So it it yeah. makes sure that like it's like all right, he can still pick me off. I can't lead too much, but now yeah. it gives me a little more leeway. It gives you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And um, 
there's there's two more rules, and I'll go kind of quickly on them. The bigger bases. So the, um, the new rule is size of bases will be increased from 15 inches to 18 inches. Um, I kind of like this specifically on the fact that, like, um, especially in-game, the runner is going to be just specifically hauling ass. And you're obviously taught to hit the outside of the bag, but, like, if it's a quick play, you're just going to try and, like, jump there and get there and god, yeah. god forbid like you step on someone's like heel or whatever and that happens a lot more than you would think especially if the first baseman has to kind of go for a pick um i kind of like this and then um the next one would be position players pitching uh teams will be limited in when they can pitch a position player the previous rule allowed them to use one when up or down by six or more more ones excuse me but the sides are discussing a tweak in which a leading team would have to be up as many as 10 or more, while the trailing team would have to be down by 8 or more. So right now they're they're kind of talking about that tweak. Yeah. I kind of like it because then, like, the whole point of throughout the season is uh, bullpen management, making sure that all your pitchers are good to go because, like, obviously when the season goes on, it's a long season. Yeah. It, there's going to be a, a little chess match in that regard. So whenever – and, and you'll see this, like, sometimes games just go to friggin' 25 runs. There's no throw a position player in there to save an arm. But yeah. I like that they're making a specific – I would actually be on the on the side of 10 runs. Yeah. Over 10 runs. Because, like, before, um, before, like, six runs, like, that's still within reasonable game. And if, like, if, if the team is ahead in the standings and kind of, like, can afford to, like, put a position player out there, it's – I feel like six is way too low, so I'm I'm very happy about that. So I'm really excited about the uh, World Baseball Classic. Very intrigued about these uh, new rules, and very excited for for what this season holds because it looks like looks to be a good one. Yeah, it really does. I'm excited for this year. And then uh, before we sign off, um, just wanted to kind of say a little milestone for us. I know it's it's not necessarily a lot, but for us, it it definitely is is something intriguing for us and definitely it's a goal that i wanted to hit so i'm happy exactly with it. i am too and uh we we eclipsed the 100 download mark for our, our podcast so i wanted to say for the people that are, are starting off with us for our friends and family that have supported us uh up to this point uh thank you very much because it is it's 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 motivated us to kind of like definitely push and make this make yeah this keep it going than... weekly enjoying it exactly thank you for listening to us ramble laugh cry about me losing money, etc. And, and just other stupid crap. So yeah. we appreciate it. Um, if you have any questions or even like any bets or anything that you think that would be fun to kind of talk about on, on this podcast, um, you can reach us at a Twitter handle at AMB sports media or just AB sports media. Um, and also at our uh, email, bill and AJ media at gmail.com. You so, know who made that one? Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. You can clearly know. So, Again, my name's AJ. And I'm Bill. And thank you for listening to A&B Sports Media, the podcast. So hope for you to, to talk to you guys next week. Take care. Deuces. If gambling has become a problem for you or for someone you know, please call 1-800-GAMBLER to seek free, confidential, 24-7 problem gambling assistance. You can also text SUPPORT to 53342 to get more information about problem gambling behavior.